0: Welcome to the PNW Property Podcast. I'm Josh.
1: And I'm Stella. And we're both real estate brokers here to cover various topics and questions that you may have about real estate.
0: Okay, Um, we're gonna start off with the rose and thorn again. So Stella, you can you wanna go first?
1: Sure. Yeah, I guess a rose. I have it's not really a rose, but like whatever. I'm just gonna talk about it. So, for the first time last night, my friends and I went to Tulalip Casino. I don't know why we went. I don't think it was just a random (laughs) thought. So we were like, why not? Like there's nothing to do. It was rainy. Dude, that place was popping. Really? It's like packed with people. That's crazy. It's insane, dude. Like, I was, like, I walked in. I was really, like, holy cow. This is where adults go to hang out. <laughs> I, like, I didn't realize it until I got there. Um, yeah, it was, like, just so full. Uh, I mean, everyone's wearing a mask, which is cool. But, like, people are also drinking. Like, they're, like, walking around, like, drinking. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's, and the place was so big. Like, yeah. it was gnarly. Like, I was shocked of how, how many people were in there and gambling and stuff, you know? gambling is popular it's i didn't realize how popular it was um especially like during covid too i was like yeah. eh, it could be empty because it's COVID. no definitely not that's probably, probably the most popular popular like lated place i've been in a while really yeah so um anyways we went there and my one of my good friends um i didn't get gam- i don't gamble but like um just for fun they like she put in like a couple 20 bucks in a slot machine then she won like three hundred and fifty dollars oh, really? or something in like getcha. yeah so she got like, exactly <laughs> she won like a hundred her first five minutes in her first one and she won like 242 on the second slot machine after like five minutes sitting there and dude she was ecstatic <laughs> and like i don't know she wants to go back so it's kind of scary but it was really no. cool it was really cool just hearing the the coins like in the machine and stuff yeah you know? it's just like it's, it's designed just, to be satisfying <laughs> it was entertaining for sure yeah um but yeah there's also a thorn you know to the casino like i went to a casino like i don't know it was like it was like i wouldn't really go again they allow
0: smoking inside no
1: so the smoking area luckily was outside that's good um so yeah there's like no smoking signs everywhere so that part was awesome um didn't smell bad but i don't know you just like walk around and you just kind of like look at some people that like i think you're here like all day or something you know sometimes
0: they just look sad you know like their soul
1: just looks like it's been sucked out (laughs) and they're just like
0: plugging their coins and
1: like Like, i think we like passed this woman that like literally put in 75 dollars but she like didn't win anything you know and just like that's a lot of money to like yeah yeah i don't know i just felt kind of bad too have so. you been to
0: Vegas before?
1: I have been to Vegas. I didn't spend a lot of time in the casinos, though. I'm usually out like drinking or clubbing, um, no. but I don't go anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan of casinos in general. Yeah. No.
1: Uh, anyway, so that was my Rose and Thorn. How about yours?
0: Um. Uh. Yeah. My Rose this week was um. I uh, I built a new website. Oh, so, nice. And I'm pretty happy with the way it's turning out still needs a lot of work, but I think, like, the main pages are pretty set. Mm -hmm. If I, like, ever want to show up on any searches ever, I need to, like, write a book. You know, search engine optimization is, like, pretty crazy. Oh, really? There's, like, a lot of stuff to know, but I think mostly it's about, like, content creation and, like, you really just have to have a lot of it.
1: Oh, wow. And,
0: like, ideally you want to have, like, video, audio, like, text, like, as many types of stuff, Uh original pictures, that type of stuff. But, uh, yeah, so that's been pretty fun. Just kind of an ongoing project. Um, My thorn, um, I sent out some mail, some postcards, like uh, trying to find some more leads for real estate recently. And I wasn't expecting, like, a big response rate. Like, with direct mail, you got to kind of, like, send mail to the same group of people for a while. Mm -hmm. But uh, I did get this one lead, and the guy was like oh yeah i was just about to list my property i got your piece of mail um yeah and he like told me the address and he's like you know it's it's uh the estimate is like a million twenty five. um so i was thinking about like listing it for that and he asked me to like take a look at it well first he was like oh yeah my wife and i were like in real estate mm. um but then he said like they don't have their licenses anymore he's being kind of vague about oh, it Oh weird okay and then he was like, "Yeah, can you take a look at it? Like, let me know what you think." And then we—he didn't like even want to meet up or anything. Oh,
1: weird. Okay. Which
0: is like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Uh, he also like he said it was a rental, and he like couldn't he, uh, I he was a property owner like his name matched, uh huh, like what the property owner names was, but like he he. He wasn't sure if his tenants had moved out or not.
1: Weird. Yeah. This is weird. The guy seemed pretty
0: old, but like, I, I, he, he's kind of weird. Um, okay. Anyway, so I like looked up, like I did some research. It's just a duplex actually. Oh, nice. And there was like a comparable duplex that sold across the street recently, like literally across the street for like $7.20. Oh my gosh. And so I called him back and I told him like, hey, you know, I used to work at Zillow like Zestron. It's not always right i'm um, sorry to be the one to break this to you but like it's definitely not going to sell for that much like yeah. this is i found this comparable and he's like oh across the street like the, pro- the values are way different across the street i'm like okay yeah. that's not how this works um and he's like yeah there's no view across the street i'm like looking at the pictures of this sale because they're still online. there definitely is a view the same view oh, what the heck anyway he was pissed and like <gasps> That was the end of the conversation. Oh, he, no. He was like... He said something about, like, he's going to list it himself for a million. I was like, right, whatever. Good luck. Oh,
1: my God. Yeah. Where was this?
0: It's in West Seattle. Um, oh, wow. We're kind on, of like, 42nd. But, uh, yeah. You got to kind of just, like, shrug those ones off.
1: That's so funny. You I know? mean, like... I mean, you're in real estate way more than I am, but, like, dealing with, like, people like that, like... Oh, man.
0: I've... You know, I've, like... um In the past, I've kind of, like... I didn't know better, so mm-hmm. I've, like, tried to work with people. You know, I, I'll work with anybody, but, like, you know, I've been gone against my own better judgment to be like, sure, I'll list it for whatever you want. Yeah. And it's, like, people can waste your time.
1: It's not worth the headaches. Yeah, it's, like,
0: if you're hiring a real estate agent, you, you should be hiring them for a reason. Definitely. Like, to trust in their expertise. Yeah. And, like, if you actually want to sell it and get the best price possible then, you know, I'm going to advise you on how to do that. And Uh if you're not on the same page, then, like, I can't help you.
1: Gotcha. Okay, so you have, like, a line now.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, But, yeah, so that was my thorn. Um,
1: farmer. Good story, though.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So today we are going to talk about um, transitioning. So, like, if you own a house and you're buying a, a new house that you plan to move into like different ways that you can go about making that transition because there's kind of different approaches that people take.
1: Yeah, this is a good one because I've, you know, when you, as a real estate agent, you go to a bunch of vacant homes and like sometimes I, I wonder, like, where are these people? Like, you know, like, yeah. like it's kind of because there's like a five-bedroom house and you're just like, you know, they have a lot of kids. Like, where the hell are they? <laughs> yeah,
0: totally. <laughs> yeah. Well, so you've actually done this before, right? You Because you, ha- you were living in your condo. You bought a new one.
1: Oh, you're right, I did do that. So
0: yeah, what did you do in what that did situation? I,
1: do? I think I just moved. I just yeah. <laughs> got a U Haul and moved from one condo to the So next. you bought
0: the second condo while you still own the first one.
1: Yeah, and I didn't sell the first one. So right. it was pretty easy. I just got a U Haul and moved. So So
0: like the limiting factor there obviously is like if you can qualify for a loan for the house that you wanna buy without selling your current house. Right. So like a lender's gonna look at both mortgages then in that case because uh-huh. then you won't have a, a renter yet yeah um if you're planning on keeping it as a rental so like if you want to size up um you know you got to make sure you're going to be able to qualify if you want to take that approach um i think that's the best approach uh-huh. whether or not you're going to rent it out or not um it just makes the selling process a lot easier if you're, you're you can have your house be vacant right One, because like people can schedule to come through anytime they want without like having to coordinate with you, which is like a benefit, but also like you can move all of your stuff out except for the staging. So it's like, looks optimal. Mm -hmm.
1: Um, Yeah. But it's not, it's not ideal when you're living in a 1.5 million house and you want to move to a $1.7 million house. Like how do people do that?
0: I think so. You know, if you can't afford to do that, then there's other options, right? You got to kind of get creative. Um... One option is obviously you can continue to live there. Mm-hmm. So you're probably going to want to like put all of your extra, like as much stuff as you can either in a storage unit or like in your garage, like all in one place mm-hmm. so that you can make the house as presentable as possible. But then you got to be like kind of, you're on your toes. Like you never know when the next showing is going to be. Right. And like you're cooking it, like you're living there, but you have to basically keep your house like pristine, like perfectly clean all the time. Yeah which probably most people don't want to do that, right? Like, yeah. no, nobody really, like, some people do, but, like, most people don't live that way. Yeah. Um, so, like, that's, and, and you know, you're going to get people, like, coming through in the evenings. Mm-hmm. Like, you're home from work. That's when people want to see houses and on right. the weekends. So, like, it can get exhausting, especially if you have, like, a dog or, like, if you have kids. Yeah. You got to get everyone out of the house all the time. Um, so, like, what some people will do if they can't buy the next home, they might, like, take a vacation somewhere. Ah. And so, if you're going to do that, you probably want to price your home, like, to sell. Okay. Like, you can do, like, the low, um, like, there's a strategy of, like, pricing your house below market value if it's a competitive market because you can pretty you can rely on probably getting multiple offers and it's selling for what the market price should be. Mm -hmm. You know, if you price it a hundred thousand under what it should sell for, like you're probably going to get multiple offers Mm -hmm. and like somebody's going to escalate to like where it should be. Um, You can do that in like a hot market. Like we've had the last few years. Right. So that's one strategy uh what else can you do
1: i mean i guess you could just get an airbnb yeah down the street or something
0: i think people do that yeah airbnb or like short-term rental maybe they move in with like friends or family yeah for a while If you
1: have a grandma that like has a big house you can just live there for a little bit right yeah
0: it's tough because you kind of got to like move your stuff twice yeah you like into a storage unit or into wherever you're staying but it might make your life a little bit easier on the whole.
1: It's definitely worth it to do that rather than stay in the house, I think.
0: I think if at all possible, you want to like get out of the house.
1: Yeah, I think it's kind of weird. I mean, I don't really like showing um houses that have people living in it i mean yeah i don't either yeah it's just a it's kind of a weird feeling because you feel like you're intruding someone's home yeah and you like you kind of also feel crunch crunch for time too because you're like oh they're gonna come back any second so you know and you can't i don't know sometimes if you don't have showing there's no showings after yours you can kind of like take your time and look at everything really closely um, and even talk to the client, how they feel like at the ho- at the home. But you know, when you have to leave at a certain time, it's a little tough to kind of get that feel with your, with your client. I
0: yeah. Think. And like, sometimes the sellers are like grumpy, like they're mad. <laughs> you're they're trying to eat dinner and you're like, can I show the house? You know, you only gave them an hour heads up. Um, and like, you know, as a real estate agent, like you might schedule for like, let's say you're trying to show a house at 6 PM and you scheduled it the day before and it's in between like two other showings. Like you might, you probably won't show up at exactly 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's hard. You know, you don't want to show up when the seller's still there, or like they've already been gone for like 20 minutes, and you're like only have 10 minutes left. Right. Um. So it just makes you know, as the seller, you want to make it as easy as possible for buyers to see your house, mm-hmm.
1: or like comfortable as for your buyer. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: And so like yeah you just got to consider that when you're thinking about this um so yeah even if you can't buy your next house well with before selling um then i think that you know if at all possible like you can take a vacation get an airbnb move in with a friend or family Mm -hmm. like that's ideal um just until you get that house sold
1: Yeah, just keep your phone on you so your agent can call you and let you know of any updates or any you know offers coming in. So yeah,
0: and then the um one other thing that I guess we're talking about on this subject is like if you can't afford your next house before you uh like you have to sell your current house in order to afford your next house. Um, like there's two ways you can do that, right? Like you could sell it before you even like find somewhere to buy, in which case you're going to be like renting somewhere or -hmm. or with friends and family, or you can do a, what's called a contingent offer, which I mentioned briefly on another podcast, but like Mm -hmm. you can make your offer to purchase contingent on the sale of your home. Um, That's an option. I think people should be aware of. It's just like in a competitive market, like those offers aren't as appealing to sellers because it's like not a sure thing that your house will sell in the time frame that you're saying. Wait, sorry. Will.
1: How does that work again?
0: Yeah. So like, okay, let's say I live here and like, I'm fine. I find another house that I want to buy and my offer, I'm like, okay, I'm offering to buy your house, but in order for like this offer to be valid. So like once you accept the offer, I'm then going to list my house. And like, I have like, I, I get to tell them, like, I'll say like, I have 60 days to get it in contract. Uh uh-huh. Um, and, like, if it if I don't sell it in 60 days, then the offer is, like, not valid anymore. Oh, I get my yeah. earnest money back. And so, obviously, if the seller has another option, mm-hmm. they're not going to choose your offer mm. if it's contingent. That's true. Um, but if they don't have another option, they'll probably consider it. Yeah. Yeah. Just a longer time frame and, like, more can go wrong. Yeah.
1: yeah. That's a Yeah, that's a tough one just because sometimes you just don't have an option. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, just, just know if you pursue that route like you won't be the most competitive offer so yeah. it might be a little tough getting the dream home that you wanted um after you're selling your current one so
0: yeah the other option i guess would be like just sell your house first and like find a short-term rental yeah so then you have the cash and the financing
1: yeah i think that's what i would do if i would probably live in a house yeah
0: yeah, because if you're, like, trying to find something that's desirable and, like, there's competition for it, you're just not going to get it. With I mean, 60 offer.
1: days, like, that's not enough to find something here, I feel like, for a house. Yeah. I mean, I know people who've been looking
0: for years, I feel like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. For sure. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, so kind of a shorter episode, but I just want to touch on that because, like, I feel like a lot of people don't have a clear plan on that when I talk to them if they're, like, going to transition. Mm-hmm. So it's good to know what your options
1: are. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. That's a good one.
0: Cool. All right. Um, Thanks for listening. As always, our contact info is in the bio. So reach out if you want to talk.